0: Hello and welcome to Rebel FM episode 379 Nope 391?
1: No 388 No
2: James has been the closest
1: You said
0: 391?
2: Yeah
1: 390? Yeah That's
0: 390 Man I was positive it was 379 It's a good 45 seconds we just spent If someone had had a gun to my head, I would have said379. No if, problem.
2: if your life depended on you getting the episode number right, we would not be as high up in the episode. I think we've had this we conversa-
0: this exact conversation like three times. <laughs> I just was very confident, actually. I was super confident.: I would be
2: curious how many times you've guessed 379. <laughs> I would say at
0: least a couple.. No. Uh, those numbers add up to exactly 19. That's true. They do. Rain man. way to oh. go. Anyways, I'm a thing I guess. Joining me is Arthur Geese. Hi. And James Faulkner.
1: Hey, you're older. You're closer to death.
2: Oh uh, yeah, it was James' birthday this week. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It's almost sounds sad, sad about it. No, so yeah, my la- the last year though was not super fun for me. Sure. Uh, like, was it super fun for anyone? No, but, but James has had his own personal stuff nah, on top yeah, of yeah. the world. That's true. The, the my. 27th birthday You you guys are drinking And sinking And it's really Fucking with me You're in the matrix James <laughs> uh, no, Shitty but like, knows too much Like the, <laughs> the My 27th birthday Was like the start <laughs> Our AIs broke briefly Yeah Uh it was like The start of like Some like mental health stuff That I dealt with last year mm-hmm. But it was Hilarious that My first day at the gym Was on my birthday This year
0: Happy oh. birthday Suffer Yeah that's a good way to do it because you didn't take the easy way out, which is is my birthday. I'm not going to go to the gym. Yeah. You fucking did it.
1: Yeah, just get up and go. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes also like super calm. There's like, there was like five other people there. There's usually like 20.
0: Yeah. I've only ever been to gyms that were like 24-hour fitnesses and stuff, so mm. they were always way too busy. Yeah. You know, I didn't really like that about that place.
1: Yeah. But I didn't really look for
0: a special gym or anything like that either.
1: Nah, it's not. Sp- oh, it's a, it's a kind of a chain. It's like a San Francisco chain. Well, yeah, it's still more local. Um, video games. Video games.
2: Uh, video games. Do you want to start with Assassin's Creed? Yeah, sure. So I reviewed Assassin's Creed <laughs> for the Escapist, which uh-huh. I think I talked about
0: last week. Uh that game is extremely long. What um, is extremely long? Um, if I wanted to just complete, quote the game. What, what do it? you consider the game? I want to see the credits roll.
2: I would venture a guess that you're going to be spending about forty five hours. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just see the credits, because there is hardcore level gating on upper level story quests, which they did in Origins. Yeah. as well. We talked about this a little bit last week and I wasn't sure how it was going to shake out uh, and how it shakes out is that the level gating in that game is kind of bullshit um, Cool and so um, playing a default game without any XP boosts uh, I played on PS4. I did not finish the campaign. I don't know how like the story ends and I certainly didn't complete either of the two sort of like intertwined mysteries with the central uh, critical path all of which, like, do sort of closely tie into one another. It doesn't feel like they're sort of separate and just thrown in there. Uh But uh I was, like, level 34, 35 with about 38 hours clocked in the game, which isn't counting, like, the times that I, like, had it paused or had to, like, reload a save. Sure. So I'd tack a few more hours onto that, and also not including load times, which in that game can be a lot. Uh Which, um definitely affected the way that i played uh but i can talk about that in a second but as far as length uh that much time i was still not high enough level to keep doing the story quests uh which sucked like i i I was actually supposed
0: to do when that happens go to you're supposed to keep doing side stuff
2: like or non-critical path stuff so you can level up more to do these quests
1: but this game they Made it so that doing most side quests are, re- are relevant in terms of XP. Because I remember in, Rele- Origins, okay, Rele- in Origins, like you they, they could go back to quests and they'd give you like nothing, pity, yeah, pity pennies.
2: Like they never, they didn't scale. <laughs> it's like it yeah. was fifteen hundred XP for an early quest forever. Yeah, uh, and this isn't that way, but still, like the gap between how much experience you need to go from one level to the next increases so much that it's still like takes like 10 side quests or like maybe 15 side quests to go from like level Jesus. 36 to level 37 um, it takes hours to go from level to level by that point um, it's Oakland outside um, so so yeah I think if you want a critical path of the game if you want to like like really go through the main story you're looking like if you're really dedicated to just that and like only doing side stuff to get enough levels uh, in a very mechanical way, like to skip past as much as possible to get uh, to get through the critical path, you're going to be spending about 40 to 45 hours. Um, okay. Which
0: is... It's nothing.
2: I like that game. That's egregious. And I think that it is part of the same trend that we've seen with Ubisoft's other games. Like Wildlands is the comparison that I would is make it, immediately. Is
1: it like a hobby game rather than a single player game? I think they
2: want it to be. Yeah. Like it's definitely like destiny functions in a similar way where you need to be a certain level to go to the next story quest and mm-hmm. the base campaign and just playing the campaign missions is not quite enough to do that. Like you might be in, like a level or so behind in uh, vanilla destiny too. Okay. Um, I don't know about the other stuff because I haven't played the, any of the expansion yeah. stuff. Um, It's similar, but you can, you can beat it it's it's just a little bit more difficult right uh, whereas if something is three levels ahead of you in Odyssey, you're just not gonna do that, probably like assassin assassinations on like baseline dudes does not kill them. Um,
0: so uh that's a weird that was seemed like such a weird change for me from the older Assassin's Creed games.: yeah, and I think that it really started I feel
2: like it started with syndicate. Yeah. Syndicate is the game where like everything was like very strictly level gated. Uh, And if you went into a zone that was way above your level, you just were not going to be effective at all. Um, And I didn't really enjoy it there, but the levels like, I think it went up to like level 13 or something there. Whereas like Origins introduced like level 50 and this definitely goes higher than that. Uh, And so so yeah i i think that that is it's it's indicative of what ubisoft has done with wildlands and other games since then where where wildlands it's like to go from like critical path like contracts to contract there's like a pretty big level gap there and you have to do a bunch of side shit to like grind up to be a level where you can be effective Hmm. um And I think that that has spread to their other games in a way that feels detrimental to them. And I don't remember if that's the way that Far Cry 5 was, but I feel like maybe it was. Like there were levels.
1: Uh, I kind of remember just critical pathing that game. I think you could just do stuff. Um, The game also was just dense. (laughs) Sure. So, But this feels like it's built like
2: Destiny in that it wants you to do other stuff. Right, and I feel like it's doing it that way to keep you from selling the game. Yeah, uh, that is that is very much what it feels like. It feels like they are trying to make everything spread out as long as possible to keep you playing for as long as possible, so you mm-hmm. don't get rid of it. Um, or maybe to like invest you in like in playing the DLC when it comes out or whatever. But it it hurts, in my opinion, the sort of like basic game experience the way that that game is spread out hmm. um
1: i do think uh, and and this is again yeah as you said that in your opinion because I, I feel like there are there is a section of people who play those games who's that that's the game they play sure like like th- they only have so much gaming time and like They just want something that they can di- – and they can only maybe buy a certain amount of games. right? Have- so I
2: think that those are different things. I think yeah. there's a difference between people who only have a certain amount of gaming time and people who can only buy a certain amount of things. Right. I think if you want the game that's going to last you a super long time, then this can maybe be it. But I also think that it's aping – mmo grind structure in a way Mm -hmm. that destiny does as well that destiny gets away with because it's a multiplayer experience true like destiny is an activity to do with people like dota is an activity to do with people in addition to being a compelling game experience
1: i don't Um, think everyone gets that option though like dota and all those things siege they're all uh, from i think a lot of the community plays alone or plays in smaller groups, or like like does doesn't have a friend group that necessarily is in the game sure,
2: but I still think that multiplayer preside, pre, presents a fundamentally different sort sure, of value yes, experience. It, it, it's
1: it's a different it's a different response, but i still i think there are people who look for that because it's still like they want to grind for loot, but they don't have friends to grind the raid in destiny or whatever right. or like and so it, it's
2: and I think for those people like destiny is a fundamentally worse
0: experience than Probably, it is for yeah. the people that play oh, undoubtedly like, i wouldn't i would never play destiny unless i had friends to pal around with. which is not an option in
2: assassin's creed like assassin's creed odyssey and origins before it like they're single-player games like mm-hmm. they're not mmos there's not a subscription it's not like it's not a game as a service it's a game like that
1: ostensibly has like an end to it but but i think the, the difference between destiny and Assassin's Creed is you're you're getting story and everything out of like similar mechanics, but you're getting different things. Whereas Destiny you're getting a lot of repeated stuff. This you're get you're you move repeated types of side quests, but you are getting like st- stuff from I
2: it. think that a lot of the stuff that it wants you to do, like the amount of quote story that is appended to it is very minor. Mm. Like it's like a few lines of dialogue. How do you feel about the way it advances the Assassin's Creed lore? Uh I can't speak definitively to that without finishing it. Right. Right. Um, I do think that it does sort of interesting stuff with sort of establishing the world and how it existed before the sort of assassins became a thing. Um, It also ties in Persia and Greece into the sort of mythology of the series in a way that's that's I find pretty compelling. Um,
0: Is there any callback to origins? Yeah. It's the
2: same real world character. Okay. That uh that was in Origins. Layla Hassan is uh the real world person piloting the uh the sibling you choose, and it breaks out of uh the animus to go into the real world at at several different junctures.
1: And it's also related to Desmond. Yeah.
2: Uh I mean In a yeah. manner. I, I don't totally know how Desmond factors into it. He's been mentioned. Mm hmm. Um and Desmond's father was at the end of Origins. Like, yeah. he's the he basically pulls Layla out of Egypt um, after uh, Abstergo tries to kill her because she was like a rogue a rogue Abstergo employee that decided that she wanted to do this investigation, who didn't realize what Abstergo was until it was too late.
0: Abstergo, the Templars. Yeah. Okay. It's Templar Co. Okay. Um. And Abstergo also like basically owns Ubisoft. Yes,
2: is Ubisoft in?
1: Yes, yeah, it's in. In, in Black they're Flag. like a division of Abstergo <laughs> <Yes>. Corporate, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and in, in like they, yeah, yeah.
2: Black Flag was hilarious because the meta game was like this deep critique of game development, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like with like literal murder and death, <laughs> uh, and manipulation by corporate hierarchy and also ancient uh, artificial intelligences. Um, so, so I think that. The way that the game is spaced out is not conducive to a lot of the people that play Assassin's Creed to see that stuff, to see the story, to sort of like unravel the conspiracy. And I think that there is a way for them to have a wall, like a ton of content and stuff to do in the game without locking the critical path of story away and making you eat your vegetables, which is how I put it in the review. It feels like much like Origins before it this is a game that is obsessed with you eating your vegetables and you are absolutely not allowed it's not even like you can't have your dessert till you finish your vegetables it's like you can't you can eat some of the main course but then you have to stop and eat vegetables and then you can have a little bit more of the main course and then eat vegetables um, assuming in this scenario that you don't care to eat vegetables I like vegetables but um, I do too
0: depending on the vegetable
1: but uh I had grow to Remain today that's pretty good well
0: Grilled romaine
1: lettuce, yeah. Grilled,
0: yeah. Why?
1: It, you put like olive oil on it. It's good. It's like huh. welts a little bit. I've never had that. Dry. It's good.
0: All right. Hmm.
2: Anyhow, um,
0: I'm
1: filing that
2: I, one away. And and it bums me up because I like a lot of other stuff that the game does. Like I like. I feel like the combat clicks a little bit more. The way that the game is glued together feels more seamless than Origins was. Like the ship combat and the ship exploration does sort of harken back to black flag in a good way.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and it doesn't, uh, like black flag was big, but a lot of it felt empty. Right. Uh, and this does not feel that way. Like there's a lot, there's not like a lot of endless ocean. There's like a lot of land mass. Yeah.
1: It's like a bunch of small
2: islands. I... There are some small islands, right. but like uh, there, like, it's it's big like the square footage is 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 real big but
1: there are b- a bunch of islands that, that yeah you can find
2: you can big. find some fun shit if you yeah. go sailing around um not so there's no whaling which is good because that always made me feel like a monster um but yeah i i i, I when i was playing for review i felt like the way that the xp gating worked was to the game's detriment and I started the game over on Xbox one X because I wanted to see sort of what it looked like. And that's sort of my, my preferred platform. And also it gave me an excuse to spend real money on a microtransaction to unlock a permanent experience boost. Um, which is not included with any of the special editions. Like there's no permanent XP boosts in any version of that game you can buy, including like the $120 version of that game. Uh, They're all temporary 25% boosts that last two hours, which is like a joke given the the sort of length of that game. Uh, So playing with the XP boost, I feel like I am keeping up level-wise with the critical path Hmm. as I play the critical path. And then if I go do side stuff, the critical paths level raises with me, but it won't outpace me, which feels kind of like, the best of both worlds like I'm never gonna play something and not get any XP for it but I'm also not gonna hit a wall where I can't do like the next part of story because I haven't ground out enough experience to do it um and yeah like I stopped playing the PS4 version at level 38 at like 40 to 42 hours in I played the Xbox One X version for like 14 hours and I'm level 28 so
0: it's a lot of Assassin's
2: Creed. Yeah. Um, but it's also, it's just, it's an open world game that it's easy to just sort of like dump a bunch of time into it. Um, and also I can skip past all the dialogue because I've already seen all of it. Are you enjoying it? I am. I am enjoying it. I think that it's a fun game. I think it's a fun game that gets in its own fucking way because it's afraid you might stop playing it. Um, which is a bad look. In my opinion, yeah. it makes me worry about Watch Dogs 3, which apparently is going to get announced and released next year. Um, and it's set to take place in London from the conversations oh, I've seen cool. today. Um, is The Division 2
0: coming out this year? Early next year, I thought?
2: I think it's like probably March next year.
0: Okay. Like it's just like the a game first I Division,
2: feel like I don't know anyone who gives a shit about. I mean, a lot of people play The Division, like that was a game that had like a pretty consistent player base
0: yeah Yeah. just all the people i knew moved on to destiny and destiny 2's got their hooks in everyone
2: a lot of people i knew stopped playing destiny to play the division and then when they played the division for six months the taken king came out and they started playing destiny again and then they rolled back
0: into the division
1: because they kept on adding like stuff like
0: yeah for for a long while yeah. in the oh, wow. division yeah yeah i guess I just uh, my friends didn't typically bounce back to division they just kind of bounced they did it didn't and then say they, they, they they left yeah exactly there was other things that stole them but yeah but yeah i the
2: the division is an, another example of a game that does that kind of stuff but the, again the division isn't is, an, is multiplayer experience. is a multiplayer game yeah. like mmo light yeah Although increasingly those games are not becoming MMO light as far as mechanics, they're just becoming MMO light, and that they will never have as much story as like a legit MMO does.
1: Um,
0: Yeah, or that they just don't have the only difference between them and MMOs. You just don't have a twenty man raid, like they don't get that those traditional MMO things. But they they have all the other trappings. They're all there. I mean, they do like
2: eight person raids or like ten person raids or whatever. There are raids in the division. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I thought
1: there were as well.
0: Just not like the size of WoW. Yeah, but even Wow's cut way back from that too. They don't even they have yeah, used some, to be a hundred person. Yeah, and now it's like, hey, you should just get ten people, like, right? Isn't yeah, I like, think
1: 10, ten, twenty five.
0: Yeah, I think we're we're past the
2: point where WoW is a job for people. And like when there were hundred person raids, like in the mid aughts or sort of like late aughts. Oh, I mean, like,
0: I, when I lived with people and when we were still in college, there was people that it was like it's 4.30, I have to get back to the house to be ready for the gathering, to be ready for the raid hour, you know, it's just like grinding out out mats for your potions, or just grinding out the currency that they had within their guild that allowed them to roll for things uh,
1: dragon points, or DKP or whatever it's called, yeah Yeah. dragon kill points or something, Yeah. yeah
2: and even looking at MMOs, I feel like stuff like WoW isn't as much of like a, necessarily a time sink to level up as
1: uh with mythic and mythic plus and everything it still is because it's like that's like scaling difficulty dungeons
2: right but i think what i'm talking about is like the sort of like level caps and and stuff like that and like the grind to sort of like just basically do levels is not as extended as it even is and like are you talking about like levels or item,
1: item levels progression?
2: like item progression is like is a different. That's the that's the actual, that's the end game. Yeah, that, that's
1: the actual grind of the game. Yeah, no levels are just levels. Like even with Destiny, it's like you get to fifty pretty quickly by the, like pretty much by the end of the campaign.
2: But yeah, I, I mean, it sounds like I'm complaining a lot about Assassin's Creed. I just want it to be clear to people what they're getting into, because. I know that a lot of people really like that game and I know that a lot of people actually kind of bounced off origins. Like I feel like James. Yeah, I did. You bounced off origins. I like played, even though you liked what you played. Yeah.
1: I played like 20 hours and then
2: I was like, ah, I, I like don't more. have the time to spend four hours to grind out to finish yeah. it. Yeah. It's, I wanted to play siege and a
1: bunch of other stuff. Yeah.
2: I, and I just feel like if you have a limited amount of time and not money to spend, then I think that Odyssey is not going to be what you need it to be. And I would buy it when it's on sale, and then buy the boost. And conversely, if you really like Assassin's Creed and you've got disposable income, I would buy the boost. Like, the how game. much are we talking for the? It's boost? ten bucks. Okay, that's what I figured. So there are two. How long does it last? Permanent. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, so there, there's like, it's ten dollars for a permanent drachma boost, which is money. Uh, it's ten dollars for a permanent XP boost, and it's fifteen dollars for both. I just did the XP boost because money has never been a problem. Yeah, like even with upgrading existing gear, money is never the problem. It's fucking materials that yeah. the problem, um, which is frustrating. But
1: uh, I continue to play Destiny.
0: I know every time I hop on to play Siege, I always see James in the Destiny part yeah, of the Discord. M- me and Zach, are you, Zach Henry, whoever it is, just yeah. some combo of people. Yeah, grinding away. Yeah, it's, it's it's still fun, dude. Don't get me wrong. Every time I hear people talk about it, I'm like, man, I had a lot of fun with it. But I wonder if in six months we're going to see
2: cross-platform Destiny,
1: or at least account. I, th- I think they, they, I think they would at least do some account sharing stuff across. Like progress, platform. yeah.
2: That is one thing that Odyssey does. Is if you buy stuff in the
0: UPlay store, it applies
2: across all of your stuff.
0: Hmm. That game still sounds really good, though.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm seeing. So I missed the first week of the Dreaming City. So I'm a lot of the stuff I'm seeing is new to me, not new to other people. Mm-hmm. But they because it's the Dreaming City, the new like the Endgame Zone is on a three week cycle. Um, this is the first week. It's like repeating.
0: Oh a three week cycle where if when someone completes the raid it does the change and all that
1: uh regardless of the of of the raid getting completed or not oh, okay because like that that strike is just unlocked now okay um but like the there's a, a weekly story mission and like and like like a little progression that will get you more gear um that cycles with the week uh but they do but it, it, they get, the story is still continuing going forward because it, it's actually a part of the story that it's like the Dreaming City is getting reset every three weeks oh they actually wrote a narrative reason for yeah. it yeah that's cool So it's, it's, all, it's all justified and uh it's, it's cool like the, and there's new dialogue there's new dialogue with a lot of it like they're like I, I've we beat the thing why is that, why is everything the same it's like literally the same as it was three weeks ago um so that's cool um, you know, it's just one of those th- like like Diablo like for me before it or anything else. It's just one of those things I can or Warframe. I can just sit there and grind and don't have to think. Yeah, no,
0: I I get that. I'm actually looking forward to the buying Diablo three again in less than a month. on Switch. Yeah, yeah. I told myself I wasn't gonna buy it again unless it came with the Necromancer, and it does. And I never did play the Necro. It would be a little bananas if it didn't.
2: Um, Although apparently there's also going to be some Diablo news soon.
0: I mean, it sounds like, uh, yeah, I mean, everyone has their predictions. It's funny, you know, I'm in the Torchlight Discord because I work for a Torchlight video imagine that, yeah. And uh, everyone in there is like, nah, I don't think it's going to be a new number Diablo. That's why they've been hiring for Diablo projects, in quotes. It's going to be like a... uh, uh, Mobile room. Or or some people are like, it's going to be like a brawler Mm -hmm. and stuff. I'm like, what? like all
2: right
1: guys if you'd hire,
2: i bet you said they said that in the torchlight 2 campfire room <laughs> many years ago i mean uh,
0: it's just it's just kind of crazy to hear people's ideas of what diablo could be if it wasn't like a you know sort of clicky RPG, action rpg only our oh like i do clarify yes i am talking about the the uh our public discord that anyone is free to join just random for, randos it is a lot of torchlight fans sharing their very enthusiastic recommendations about what would make an awesome torchlight game right. i watched i watched uh your my boss, your boss stream. a little bit of the stream yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, he's a very exciting guy yeah. like excitable like you know yeah. he's he's like you talk with him and he's always full of energy
2: without discussing anything about torchlight though i mean it seems like it's probably going to be a number Diablo.
0: I mean that's if I was to me if I was working at Blizzard and people are uh, it's funny because sometimes you feel like there's no way it's never Diablo that game hasn't even been out that long I was like six it's years it's been six years yeah six yeah. years yeah it's it's been a long and then when you tell people that they're like and I'm like you know and three years since Reaper of Souls yeah. no four years since Reaper of Souls yeah. yeah I was like it's it's been a long time and they're like when you tell them that they're like well okay then maybe 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 they've been advertising job listings for diablo related projects for years yeah for like three or four so no, i mean and and that makes me excited like you know sometimes i think people are surprised because they're like wait you work on a torchlight game though and i'm like dude i just fucking like action rpgs i do even when i see like like weird random ones from korea or whatever i'm just like stoked to see what
1: people are doing yeah because there was
2: a time in pc gaming where everything was that like the titan quest era
1: yeah. City, it was like Yeah, I was going to say City not, uh City Not City Heroes. Fuck. No, oh. Nox.
2: Not Knox. Uh Arcanima <sighs> of Magic Obscura
1: was one. I thought there was a superhero one. Oh,
0: well, the Freedom Force? Yeah. Freedom Force was like a turn-based game, wasn't it? It did have turn-based parts, but I I'm not man. It's not like we did a game club on that or anything. Yeah, we did do a game club on that. Sometimes games like that come to me where people I'm like, I don't know what that game is exactly. And someone's like, you played through it. And I'm like, what? (laughs) We've been doing this podcast for a long time, too. Um, I know. I, I was actually thinking earlier when we were talking. I'm like, I feel like it's almost been enough time for me between when I finished Breath of the Wild that I could start over and enjoy it again. Like I gotta give it probably another six months and that'll be okay. Oh, you could play through it on the new the new hardware that was Yeah. If they new switch. If they do make a new switch, I will probably not get one. Yeah. And like I just can't just unless I could could uh my wife were to fall in love with some Switch game and I'd be able to justify it as like now she's spending so much time with the switch that it's her switch and I'll have my switch. But otherwise I just can't if it's a better screen and stuff.
2: Yeah, for, I, not for I have a hard time imagining that it won't also
0: have better hardware. Yeah.
2: Like, not just the screen.
0: That would be enough to push me towards getting it. But yeah, if it's just a better screen, I'm like, 300 bucks. Because already the hardware
2: in it was a couple of years old. Sure. So, like, we're several generations of hardware. Like, iPads have better GPU resources in them now than the, than the Switch does. Yeah. So, it strikes me as kind of a no-brainer.
0: Yeah, although it'll be weird at some point if like, there are Switch games that you can't play in the old Switch. I don't know. Be no,
2: I, I think that increasingly, like, I feel like the ecosystem is now primed for that not to be an issue, and also Nintendo has already done that, where the new Nintendo 3DS stuff ran better.
0: Ran better, yes. the 3 it, it could work on all, but yeah, it performed better, for exactly. sure.
2: And so like between the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X, I also think that people are more... Sort of primed than ever to expect that, like, they can buy a better version of the existing thing and have games play better.
1: Yeah,
0: we'll see. It depends um, what the hardware changes
2: are like.
1: I was thinking about me. buying a PS4 Pro for Red Dead.
0: Dang. They do sell a bundle, James. A Red Dead bundle? A Red Dead bundle for PS4 Pro. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, because that's their co-marketing. Yeah. You can watch horse balls shrink in real time. Uh, that's the thing. It's the thing. It's the thing.
2: I know. Um, I, I know about the horse balls. I think... Uh, I'm glad I have my PS4 Pro. I don't know. I don't know. I think...
1: I mean, yes. You also have an Xbox yeah. One. It, uh, it kind of just makes it. makes it like... Well, if I've,
2: if, if I've got a, a PlayStation exclusive, then it's like... That's great. Yeah.
1: But... I've thought about
0: getting a Pro simply to have a second console, but I don't need it. So I'm like, I have my base but PS4. The,
2: the gap between the way the games play on the Xbox One and the Xbox One X is considerably larger than the gap between the ways that they play on a PS4 and a PS4 Pro, mm. um, which does not speak well of the base Xbox One.
1: I think for me, it's the, yeah, the number of like with uh, Ghost of Tsushima and, and Red Dead and a few like the supposed you have a 4k tv no uh, that was also on the list <laughs> don't
2: don't and especially not for that stuff because there's like very little graphical difference in those in those games of late other than the resolution
0: why can't they just put them out on pc so close to the console ones what for rockstar stuff
2: yeah i assume that rockstar is more sensitive to piracy than any other publisher
0: yeah it works out for them whenever they do the pc release far enough out people mm-hmm. tend to buy it a second time yeah. yeah same with destiny so like that's too bad i was talking to those some co-workers today. i was like do you think when they put together projections you know like when you're putting together projections for a tomb raider game right like uh and you expect it to sell like five million copies that's like okay we project it's going to make x hundred millions of dollars yeah and then when it's like a rockstar game do you think they were like well we're projecting x billions of revenue billions off Red Dead? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I mean I mean, do you think they've made billions I, uh, off uh, of GTA? Off, the, off GTA. Off well, off 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 five yeah. alone. Yeah, for sure. It was like
2: that game sold like twenty or thirty million in its first few months. Yeah.
0: And then it's just continued to be in the MPD top for years.
2: And also the microtransactions. Now granted,
0: some of those have been not obviously at six, not consistently $60. Yeah. But the stuff. in-app
2: purchases on that game are like a money printing and machine. And people bought
0: the DLC packs when they came out for the story content chunks. And it's monetized very well, I feel yeah. like. No, no, no. I,
1: I wasn't doubting that it could reach a billion dollars.
2: I don't yeah. know that Red Dead has the same sort of broad-based appeal.
1: No, it? I
0: don't know either. I was just wondering, you know.
2: I think it is pretty lucky for rockstar that Westworld has been such a, like an earth shatteringly big pop culture thing.
0: Yeah. Like there's been some Western stuff in the last three years, but yeah, a lot of it has been in the last three years, not this year. So yeah, I think that, that it's fortuitous that
2: like that stuff has been more in awareness than it previously was. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, if you told me there would ever be another Red Dead after the very first one, I would have been like, probably not. But
2: After the one on PlayStation 2? Yeah, two. the Red Dead
0: Revolver. Yeah. Very different game. Capcom published that game, didn't they?
2: I think so. It Fuck.
0: A, it was a very weird game.
2: Very. That was before uh, Rockstar signed with Take-Two,
0: I think. I think so. That was the, uh, the more popular cowboy game, but not the better cowboy game of its time that's for sure that was gun gun was the better cowboy game the first thinking. person one like if we get red dead had some first person stuff the yeah. re- revolver and it was really silly and over the top and then gun was from neversoft yeah
1: oh yeah that game was awesome and it was
0: also had wasn't the voice thomas jane it was thomas jane yeah the fucking punisher was the voice yeah i think so was he like the main guy or a the main guy? guy he was the main guy And then the old guy from Blade was like your dad. Yeah, Chris Christopherson was was your dad. Yeah, that was a gun. Was a fucking great game. Um, I don't know that how well it's aged. Probably poorly, but it was excellent for its time. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm probably gonna wait and see on Red Dead for myself only because I always play Rockstar games and I'm very impressed at the level of detail and all that stuff and the systems going on. I play for like six hours and then I bounce off. So yeah, that's
2: been my experience
0: but i've always gotten stuff. caught up in the hype and bought every single one of them for like years now so i'm, I'm gonna try and not do that
1: yeah we, that and uh it's this month that next is next month no next it's this month the 25th
0: Something like that. and then bo 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 next bu- week yeah also
1: yeah. oh, i'm i'm gonna be a
2: fucking Twitch con. and i am time. totally unsurprised that like i don't think that i've heard anything about any sort of review situation for black ops it's gonna to be total fucking wild west no pun intended in yeah i, I
1: could
0: see that being like have, have it's not, out
1: here you go have they not done review events last they've week? done review
2: events for literally every other
0: yeah yeah although they, maybe not as fancy as they used to be
1: the listen what's the last one? One well, you and I, you and I went to, Arthur. Uh we went to Advanced Warfare. Yeah, the one here in and SF. And then I did Black Ops three. Yeah. Here in SF. That was that, that was a double line at that. Very nice. Yeah,
2: it
0: was on uh on the other side of the bridge of the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. I see, yeah, the one I went to the one I went the most lavish one I went to was definitely Modern Warfare 3 mm-hmm. And that one was like in a former, like 1920s era film stars mansion that they'd converted into hotel suites, mm-hmm. and you know, like I had a sliding glass door that opened onto a lawn to a saltwater pool. <laughs> it was crazy. It was. Yeah. It was. It was a place that I will probably never stay in a place like that in life.
1: And 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 for everyone out there, Polygon paid for the room. It, Activision did not pay for it. Uh, Whatever. It
2: was fucking four years ago. I don't <laughs> feel like I have to keep. <laughs> In my case, it was paid myself. for by Activision. Oh, yeah.
0: And I ate their food. And I li- it basically, they, tr- it, I will say this about the Call of Duty review events in hindsight. It was a lot like going to a casino. I would go into the big meeting room that they had. Had yep. all these TV monitors set up. The lights would be dim. I'd be playing multiplayer. I would stop when they said, food's here. I would eat food and be sunlight yeah, I and just, then go back to the dark. Yeah.
2: Room. I, I just feel like if you've done games writing as staff for more than a year, then there is nothing more inherently ethical about paying for travel or accepting travel for review event. Because at a certain point, like it's all a pain in the ass. Yeah. Like it's not, this is an awesome vacation anymore. It's now the countdown starts and you've got this long to finish. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: you can eat, you, you maybe have, here here like here's this day the day that they give you to play the single player and if you're yeah. not the professional day that they give you to play if you're not
2: player. professional about it it's like cool you're either not professional at activision's dime or whoever's dime or your outlet's dime
0: right i when i will say this when i was at that resort i never swam in the pool once <laughs> like yeah. you know it wasn't if like
2: there's I just was, not time yeah. yeah
1: brian i was weird it was brian albert was there and like we did a day of single player and it was me and him and, and john ryan the wiki's editor because john ryan was literally sitting next to him writing the like writing parts of the guide and like like marking down when we found collectibles so yeah so that, that you could pull the clips yeah well because then, then i was there to record the entire single-player game and then john and i would go back to the office after brian finished that night brian would stay to play multiplayer and i would dump all that footage and then go back the next morning
2: yeah um like the last review event i went to was like a fucking six-day extravaganza where it was Battlefield 1 for 3 days and then a day and a half gap and then Titanfall started Sunday through like Tuesday. <laughs> so basically like God. I had to play through two games from start to finish in 6
0: days. I went to one that was a review quote review event that was just at remember it was at the EA offices and just in a small meeting room and we played through Army of Two 2 together. I do remember that. Yeah, that was fun. Um Anyways, I didn't play any new video games this week. What are you playing? Are you playing anything? I well, I, of course, I'm playing Siege. That's forever my forever game. And I did try this game called Nimbus, Nimbus, the space drone construction game. It just came out on early access, and it looks all like Captain Forever. You snap parts in your ship and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like unlike Captain Forever, that's just endless. Uh, it's a, it's more mission based. So it's a little. It's almost like. There's a planet that you have to go to from your ship with this weird fucking drone you constructed that you had to sit there and assign keys to like individual thrusters, mm-hmm. so if you want it to turn right, you have to be like, "Oh, when I hit D, that turns to the this thruster burns so it turns to the right one hit a it counter thrusts right and so you have to sit there and build it out, make sure it has enough fuel, make sure it has enough power for the weapons, and so you might have an objective that's like Go to this planet and clear out all the insects that have infested this world. So then it's a bullet hell game where Mm -hmm. you're basically using your ship and trying to create an awesome bullet hell fighter. Or the mission might be like, hey, the resources we need are in the core of this planet. So you had to have like constructed fucking crazy lasers that can like burn holes into the planet and get through hard rock. But then you'll realize like maybe your ship is too wide and you're going to be like, fuck, I can't fit through these cracks. Back to the drawing board. Reconfigure it so it's crazy lasers, but I'm like a triangle. right? And... So it has it's it's like a fun little builder game. It's an early access. It definitely has fucking bugs. I, I think it has a lot of potential. That's like a game that I would tell people like, buy it now if you want and try it out and see that it's kind of cool. It's all mission based. It's not like, you know, just go. And then in like six months, I bet you that game will be something like truly cool. But it is where you can take damage. So you might have like, what happened to me is like, I was like, my fuel thrust seems like i don't burn very much fuel i'm just gonna put one fuel tank on here and then i attacked the bugs and they attacked and they shot a lucky shot that blew up my fuel tank and then i just fucking dropped to the ground and died immediately because like no fuel for my thrusters you just fucking fall to the ground asshole because you don't have anything <laughs> so it's it is kind of hilarious and like a kerbal space program-esque sort of way of seeing the failure points of your constructions
1: what's what, what was the like the medieval game uh, yes
0: besieged besieged
1: it is, it is a lot like that yeah where
0: it's it because it's mission based, you know, yeah. and they're like, yeah, kill the castle. So it is fun to like test your creation. And the, you can it, you can totally like go into like a playground and be like spawn enemies, I just want to see how this fucking thing does against enemies. Uh or you know, like spawn me rocks and stuff, let me try out things. How maneuverable is it? And I think that's really pretty cool. Um but that's like the only really uh new thing i played. Then it's just been the uh, How's the siege? Continues to be good. The community continues to be the other day there was only three of us playing, and I was like, "Let's just play with some puppies." Rando roulette, we call it. How bad could it be? And the first thing is, did you say that out loud? Yes, I That's was. That's like, the problem. I was like, "How bad could it be?" We you haven't need played to go pubbies to your a fucking
2: garage and throw salt over your shoulder. And the something. first
0: thing, the first thing was the guy gets on his mic immediately, mic in his mouth, and just screams the n-word. You know. And I was like, "Okay, this All is right. probably." I was like. I can't believe it got that bad so you, fast. Really, I honestly didn't think—not immediately. First thing out of his mouth, and then, but it was nice. the The heartening thing about it was the other puppy guy we were playing with was, "Don't worry about it." I just rec- recorded that. I am going to send it to you, be support, and I was like, "Fighting the good fight, guy." I appreciate that. That like Shadow Play, the other guy wasn't because sometimes you get the opposite where the other guy's like, "Ha ha, yeah," and you are just like, "Oh," because we have a thing. When someone does that, they die. Hands down. They, we start the round. We you fuck. don't want to win with that friend. We fucking murder. And what we do is we take turns because you can only kill. If you team kill twice in a match, you're banned for like an hour. So we say... <laughs> so you, very, you delegate. Yes, we call out this round, I got it. Okay, this round, you got it. And we just sit there and cycle kills on the person so that we don't get banned. So that's the way to do it. That is like some ancient world justice <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah you'd, 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 for you exile <laughs> that is 100 percent right hopefully we try and get them just to, to quit like we're just not gonna let you play right because it's not it's
2: not like other games it's like a single spawn
0: yeah yeah the next round and so what i've seen happen the worst was i spawn. we both spawned as shield ops because we both knew that the team killing was gonna happen so then immediately everyone just turns to each other with shields now we're just you form the wall <laughs> we're fucking fighting each other it's, it's it gets nasty can but. you do that before the round starts no well before the round starts you got to see them pick a shield so you're like oh, i'm gonna pick a shield then i know what's gonna happen and so then the round starts and you're both just standing off seeing who's gonna turn their back first you know it's just it gets nasty but uh yeah so siege to the siege has dota levels of bad community publicly you know we haven't played dota in a while we're in we're in for a patch. Yeah, we are we're at that
2: point. And this this is actually a pretty normal post TI yeah. thing. Although like I feel like we're entering the longest it could be, period. It could be November.
1: Like like mid to late patch November. Patch to shake up the
0: meta they, and make they, it exciting. Again. Valve
1: has said it will be in a similar time to previous years, which means probably in the next two weeks. Um But it could
2: be longer. It could be longer. Also they're only now
1: soliciting uh
2: like like workshop creations for winter?
1: I think that will be a separate a separate thing, though. I hope you're right. Yeah. I worry that it's not.
2: I worry that it's like all together. Um, but maybe when they introduce like winter terrain yeah. or something, like in January or
1: whatever. Yeah, I think that will be Mars, winter terrain, and then the community stuff. You think they don't introduce Mars with 7.2? They, they said winter. Oh, okay.
2: When Mars is a new hero. He's the yeah, other yeah, new hero yeah. that they okay. announced. Um, and maybe, like, they add Grimstroke to Captains 7.2? Yeah, maybe. That's cool.
0: I did try this the Siege Captains mode. Yeah? Yeah. How's that? It is pretty interesting. It's pick and ban maps, right? It's, so it's pick and ban characters. Mm-hmm. But it's weird because you also... so. I, it starts off, and it's like you are attacking, you are defending, and then they ban a defender, and then you ban a defender. And at first, I thought that was weird. I was like, "Wait, I am banning someone from my own thing," but that's because the pick bans only occur once, um, and so you are saying oh, I am going to ban, I am going to, I am defending right now, so I am going to ban it for me. But I know you are never going to get to take it either. Yeah, and so you do all the pick bans right there on the you spot. Just get two? How many you get? Yeah, you get two, two each, two, two defenders, two attackers, two attackers are gone, so it was it was cool you know it was just a cool little like thing to sit yeah. there and do that and have the votes and stuff like that i was just like all right that's kind of cool because then you know like it's just because you'll see people be like i'm gonna ban this i'm gonna ban capitao and then you're like and they're gonna be like oh well if you're banning Capitau, we're definitely banning clash yeah because like now there's no counter so it's like okay it is cool to see the yeah. counter picking and stuff yeah, like, like
1: that Yeah, it, 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 it's just taking another step of training your brain of like yeah yeah so that's
0: been cool and uh yeah i i could see the appeal of that you know obviously the only way to do that is customs but uh, okay but yeah it is it is still pretty cool to get to see that side of siege um and they do that in you know pro league games and stuff like that which i think watching i've been watching a pro league as well and it's pretty fascinating to see the characters that no one ever gets to play in pro league there's a lot who, of those who, who's, maverick is one the new character because pros just generally feel like that dude is just broken just too broken who, who what did he do he's the guy that can blow torch holes and, and oh, reinforce yeah. walls but it's just if there's any sound of your team talking or guns firing you will never hear it mm. so it's like deadly silent you know you won't even know that a hole's been burnt in the corner but at the same time he has increased the amount that people pick pulse because you can detect him through the wall and know that someone's yeah. gonna probably so it's like there's cool counterpicking just like dota yeah you know the some hero comes in changes the meta and you see certain guys that maybe weren't as cool before all of a sudden people are like, Well, they kinda of serve a cool purpose. Yeah. Even more so in Dota, I feel like, because there's so many heroes. Yeah. That it's just like I I Siege already seems crazy to to try and balance. I can't even imagine in Dota what that's I like. for Dota I think
2: for the people making it it's like a blessing and a curse. Like because it's not just God, we have so many things to balance, it's like we have so many ways to balance yeah. this game. Yeah. Um like the item shop is just so many different kinds of levers to use to balance sure. the different game. gold
1: prices, the fact that stats, the fact that they have three different types of shops, and sometimes they rem- they move items from certain shops and, and like, yes, just because, like, because it's just like the risk of getting there
0: now is part of it.
2: Yeah, there's just like nothing. There's there's almost literally nothing in the game now that isn't like a thing that can be used for balance, like whether it's like trees and tree placement, like the river offers specific characters <laughs> like abilities that can be balanced like runes uh high ground low ground towers it's, there's just like everything on the map do they ever change enemy
0: creep wave spawn timers
1: yes okay. no
0: um, they change uh the
1: beginning how, thought, like at the very beginning of the game
2: also changing lane placement changes like the point at which at which the waves meet yeah, um, and they've also changed like when additional like catapults
1: spawn. Yeah, they like got a, d- a double catapult wave,
2: which was a huge, huge change that people didn't really understand until like halfway through the last competitive season. Sure. Yeah,
1: so like at, at on the fives, it was after after ten minutes, after fifteen minutes, is a double catapult yeah. wave. And, and so it's like that's like all right, shit. We have, we push with this wave. Yeah, that's where like
2: instead of like trying to maintain equilibrium as a safe lane you just like push the fuck the fuck out of the lane and then like glyph it underneath the tower and just try to knock a tower down <laughs> um
0: yeah man there's dota is a fascinating fascinating game because it has so many rules it's daunting but it's also, one of the reasons complex. like i think
2: that like balance changes in dota can seem very like they're like very tiny changes it's because it's like the fucking butterfly effect in video game balance form like just the slightest change can cause like ripples out that totally fuck everything up.
0: I have noticed again that Dota has been above, uh, the PUBG again now on Twitch or, uh, well on, on concurrence, on concurrence. And really? Players. Yeah. At peak. No, it, it pub at this point just barely ekes past it. But, but yeah, concurrence like on average. Yeah. Dota's definitely above it at this point. I think it's a couple of things. It's, it's people playing other games, but it's also that Ring of Elysium game has a lot of people playing that. So, right. that's the that is the Tencent made PUBG clone that is very. <laughs> it's a very weird game that Tencent made this PUBG free to play PUBG clone after they were the PUBG partner for the mobile version, and they also are Tencent doesn't Epic. give a fuck
1: about anything if they don't own it. Like yeah. they'll like stab everyone in the back. They also because they ha- they can't. They can't monetize PUBG in China, right? That's yep. the main reason.
2: Yeah, and PUBG can't necessarily monetize particularly well in China either, can it? That's what. That's just what I said.
1: Yeah, I mean, like
2: that. The PUBG court, like Bluehole, can't really do much with PUBG in China.
1: I don't think they can do anything. They can't do anything. Yeah, that's what. That's what I just said. They can't. They can't monetize in China. I thought so. you were saying
2: like ten cent couldn't. No, no, no. no.
1: Tencent can definitely monetize in China, which... but because it's not because it's not made in China, then you have higher restrictions on it. Yeah, or published by China.
0: That Ring of Elysium game seems pretty good, though. I only played it when it was available through a Thailand beta, and so it was like really bad lag. But it's super promising. It takes a lot of the stuff that like Battlegrounds had, like you, it, just like just like Bobo. It has vaulting built into it. Mm-hmm. It's got everything. If you played any of those games, you're like, oh, I already understand how everything works. But on top of that, it's got all the things like when you pick up an attachment, it just goes automatically in your gun. You know, just like a lot of the quality of life things that are really nice. On top of the fact that it like at any given time, it's got a little bit of that Fortnite in there that if you jump off something high, you can just hang glider anytime. So it kind of makes the maps feel really fast. The one thing I don't really am not a big fan of is I don't like, I don't like that it's not a last man standing thing. It's
1: a get on this helicopter.
0: Yeah. So it's a last man standing, but up to four people can make it on the helicopter Can you
1: get sniped out of the helicopter if you're just... No,
0: no, no, no. But you can totally get sniped while going up the ladder. Okay. So that happens a lot to people. So a lot of the matches will end with, like, the first person maybe sneaks on, and then after that, the remaining teams are like, who's going to make a fucking run for the helicopter? And so it's not uncommon that the very last of the game is, like, people just hardcore medding to see who can out-med the other before they have to fucking make a sprint to try and get up the ladder. I think that's a little kind of silly. But yeah, nah, I mean... It's definitely one of the more competent ones, but I feel like, I feel like even the people that I watch that are former TSM members and all that stuff that just play nothing but battle royale games, all they're doing is biting their time until blackout. That's yeah. really what they're doing. Yeah. So
1: I feel like everyone's doing that. I feel like even even the even like the, a bunch of Fortnite people that I follow, yeah, are like, fuck, I'm just gonna go play Bobo. I think it's pretty crazy that like
0: the whole entire TSM roster that I originally got into that team for only one of them's around anymore. All the rest of them break. uh, Yep. All the rest of them have quit professional battlegrounds. They're they're just streamers now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's as someone who's watched Dota for like four years now, that doesn't surprise me in the slightest.
0: Yeah. I I just wasn't expecting it to be so volatile within like a year. Like they all signed. And then a year later they're like, ah, there's still no
2: ecosystem there.
0: Yeah. Like there's not an ecosystem for anybody. Yeah.
2: I just, even for FPS games, like non-Battle Royale, like for Call of Duty stuff, I still feel like it struggles to have like a sort of sustainable esports.
1: Oh, yeah. C- 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 CWL is,
0: does okay. The only thing I've seen that does like really, really well, it seems like, is the Overwatch League and Rainbow Six teams are pretty consistent. Ge-
1: Gears. Gears has a league. Um, Gears and Halo have leagues, but part
2: of that is just because Microsoft yeah. puts their own money into it. Sure. Um, Which is cool. Like, a lot of money into it. I don't know how sustainable that is, though. I feel like we're leaving the golden age of esports and and coming towards something that is much more difficult for people. To break into? Not just to break into, but to sustain. Yeah. Like, I wonder how many years Overwatch stuff has before they really have to sort of establish a business (laughs) model that works for anybody
1: but Blizzard. Look, look, uh, Riot said publicly that... And I talked about this years ago on this podcast, that LCS was the loss leader for them. They're now entering an age where that's, they have said we are cutting back on that. Like, for example, the Worlds is happening right now. The English broadcast is from their studio in L.A. It is not It is not on the ground wow. in, in, in Korea. Which is just like... I mean, not, not for the entire thing, it, but for most of it. Because it's also a month-long event. That's... Still surprising yeah. to me. Like, I mean, it's it's. I I feel like it's smart
0: to scale it appropriately. Like even the Rainbow Six League, ninety percent of the events through the year are online. just two people in a studio in like probably Montreal, yeah. casting p- remote matches. Yeah, and then they do one small event for the finals, and then that's yeah. it.
2: But the player base on League is like f- got to be 40 oh, times. Oh, of course, what of course, of course. In, Rain- in Rainbow
0: and the yeah. revenue and everything else, yeah. It's
2: I mean if if Riot can't sort of justify like it being like a bigger thing, yeah. then I don't understand how anybody does. I
1: I also think that Tencent as a company is is having a hard time right now. Um due to a bunch of different reasons, people can go if you if you look up like Tencent like uh, restructuring, there's a bunch of articles out there about about the stuff they're going through. So I think I think I think the strings are a little tighter. Yeah. yeah. Of, of like, of for just pure revenue rather than, I like, yeah, we're making enough. And, and if like, there's,
2: like, a fucking recession or something that happens, God, it's going to be a bloodbath.
0: I yeah. feel like they could justify it more if... I wonder if League could get away with the Dota model of, you know, you're all contributing to helping build up the they LCS do that, money. They do,
1: they do that a bit. Okay.
0: Um, I haven't logged into yeah. League of Legends since we used to play years ago. Yeah, so. about the same. So, I mean... Yeah. Um, Should we do some letters? Yeah. Um, Did anybody write about Telltale? No one wrote about Telltale, no. Do you have any
2: thoughts about that? Because it happened... The thing about recording last week is that it felt like a Herculean fucking task to think of anything to say about video games because of the week that preceded it. Like, in politics. And I think that that kind of blasted the layoff stuff out of my head but last week was a really bad week for game layoffs like three studios closed like large studios i think it was like a total of like 600 jobs vanished it was, i think it was more than that
0: what other studios closed capcom vancouver shut down completely Uh-oh. yeah i didn't think there was that many people still working there I it was sure.
1: a couple hundred and then the the skeleton crew that was left at telltale also got laid off today yeah
2: Mm. Um, and that was like 250 people. No. Not the skeleton crew, but like the total staff. Right. It Tell was twenty twenty
1: five people left on the um, skeleton crew.
2: And then there was another studio that shut down. Like, a, I think, like a mobile studio, maybe? I'm not sure.
0: Um, Selfishly, I'm disappointed about the Telltale thing because the Walking Dead games were still a game that I bonded with with my wife regularly. And we looked forward to every content thing. And we'd been playing this new season and we thought it was an improvement over the previous season. Selfishly. I'm disappointed that we'll never get to see the conclusion of a story that I've been participating in for like seven years. Talks
2: for the IP and development work with other studios, which would then employ the dev team as contract workers to finish it.
0: That would at least be something. Uh, Also, selfishly, I feel like it makes the Bay Area a way scarier place to work as a game developer because another job, like another place that was offering work, is gone. I like.
2: I think that's true. I also think that the writing has been on the, on the wall as far as telltale being in trouble for a long time. Sure.
0: I mean, I've had, I have, I have friends who have been former telltale employees. I work with people who are former telltale employees. All of them had some chips on their shoulders from working there. I for mean, sure.
2: Megan Farouk at the verge, who's also a friend, like wrote like an expose on telltale, like back in March. Um, that dived into like a lot of the morale problems and some potential business model issues. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, they were going pretty hard on acquiring new IPs, you know, and I, I knew someone that worked there that said when they were working on Minecraft story mode, they were like considered like the D team. And it was like this thing that they just were like, Oh, let's just fucking get that done. And then it ended up being like, they're one of their, like their second best selling thing they ever made. Yeah. And no one expected that. It was like, so it's just like,
2: yeah, Minecraft apparently has more concurrent month or more unique monthly players than Fortnite.
0: Yeah, is that a that's by just it? It's like, so no one realized this Minecraft thing, aka one of the biggest IPs in the world, was going to be a big deal. I don't know, it just seems like who, <laughs> what, like who didn't see that? I don't know, um, but uh, and then with Capcom Vancouver,
2: like, no word, yeah, Capcom specifically as a company has been struggling for a
0: long time, yeah, for like a decade. <laughs>
2: i mean and they've had hits like monster hunter did well and resident evil 7 did decently but like just not enough and so they were looking for somewhere to shut down and like capcom vancouver is the one that got the
0: axe yeah their rising games haven't performed exceedingly well sadly i
2: know but also the nature of the development of those titles means that capcom's outlay for those games has been minimal Although for whatever they were working on
0: now, that may not have been the case. I mean, studios closing always sucks and it just is like bad for everyone's morale. I especially people get laid off But when you work in it. You're like, it's just another reminder that you're like, man, there's like no place I can go work where I'm going to be like, you know, like it's not like is so many other jobs. Like both my mom and my dad did the same job for 30 years. And then they retired. That's you know,
2: like the like, thing about our generation, though, is that there's like no job that's like that. Totally. Yeah.
0: And it's just but it's just like in games, especially because they seem so volatile because it is a sales based thing. Work on this thing. Did the sales come through? Oh, they didn't. Sorry, everyone. You know, it's just like it's pretty brutal. I don't know. I guess I would, your options are like work for Blizzard. Yeah. But even Blizzard does regular staff shuffles and layoffs and Do stuff they? too internal. Yeah. Not not because of financial reasons, just because they're like. we still have the work. We don't need the people right now. The last time I
2: saw Blizzard layoffs, it was like customer support.
0: They just do small ones though. They do like IGN scale ones that don't get reported. 15 people here, 20 people here. They're just not mass. And so it's like, but I I feel like, yes, you work at Blizzard, maybe Insomniac. Like that's a place that seems pretty stable because they just do so much and they diversify like fuck, which is really smart. Um, I think Ratchet and Clank Saved
2: the most recent Ratchet and Clank, saved Insomniac, like from dissolution. And if, but if Spider Man had
0: not hit the way that it's hit, then there would be very different conversations. Oh yeah, I, I mean studio. they'd probably have to get rid of some people, but I just mean they, that they got like, they did like that GameStop published thing. that at the same time they were doing like four concurrent Oculus projects. They were being paid to make. They're just smart about hustling yeah. in a way that I feel like a lot of indie studios. I think they're trying do. to keep all of the team busy all of the time. Yeah, I mean, and um, very few places can do that as well as they do. I find that very encouraging
2: But Spider-Man has done phenomenally well So at least for the time being That's not a problem that Insomniac has to worry
0: about Uh, The fuse was a pretty big It's a bummer I hope those people find better jobs Especially because it sounded like working at Telltale was not great And I've always heard that it never paid well So I hope they find things that pay better That's for damn sure And no matter what One thing I'll say is that that on a resume is going to look fucking awesome Man It's going to look great So, Do letters they're printed out.
2: They're pieces of paper.
0: I printed them out. I took the time to read them ahead of time and pick some uh, key selections. Aubrey in, I'm a junior college student at Washington University, St. Louis. That's weird. Washington University, St. Louis, though. It's
2: Washington, t- the historical figure. Oh, uh,
0: okay. Well, I'll allow it. So I'm currently right in the middle of trying to land an internship for next summer. It's long, stressful, not a lot of fun, but for the first time, it looks like I'm pretty qualified for a few game design internship positions at some larger developers. I know it's a really crazy time to look for a job in the industry, but I figure even if I go into something else, that kind of large team-based design and coding experience can't hurt. I wanted to write in to ask you guys if you have any advice on how to land an interview. Uh, let's see. Is there anything you've learned in the process that I should keep in mind? I've read and learned a lot about general coding interviews for run-of-the-mill coding positions, which I know nothing about. But I realized I, I know very like little about, testing about what to management. expect from a game development interview. I'll say in my experience, they go, you do a phone screener, they just make sure that you're not crazy immediately and that you can at least have a human conversation. And then they bring you in for an in-person where you usually run a gauntlet of various people from various disciplines. And then the designers will usually uh, have given you a written design test before you came in. And assuming you did that, then they'll wanna go over your answers with you. And so sometimes they'll they'll want you'll you know, and then that that can go any which way. You might have someone that just thinks your design test is awesome, they want to start, and then you'll have someone who really wants to stick it to you about something. So I've had both of those experiences.
1: And and I think a lot of those people are trying to challenge you to make you like make you think critically about what what you did and and It's not invalid, but don't take it personally. Totally. Like I,
0: I, when I went and interviewed at a mobile place, the head of the studio of my team that I was going to try and be on met with me and said, Hey, you're going to meet with a guy after this.
1: He's going to bust your balls. I had, I had one of those interviews someplace, not, not Twitch, but some places else. And, uh, the question I got asked was so far outside of what I was interviewing for, but they just wanted to see how I would react. Yeah.
0: Mine was, mine was like him just, he was looking at my spreadsheet answers and my math and he'd be like, why would you do it this way? And he just wanted me to explain it to him. Mm -hmm. And he knew that I could have done it better. And he told me how I could have done it afterwards, but he wanted to at least understand why I would try and do it the way Mm -hmm. it's just, Mm -hmm. you just deal with different people's personalities. And this dude, no matter what was a person that when he spoke to you just sounded like he thought you were dumb. And that's not even what he probably thought. It's just his mannerisms. That's one thing I had to get used to is, just don't always take people at face value because sometimes they're just really bad at being a human being talking to other humans. Mm-hmm. So you, and then eventually you'll get to know that person. And you'll find out, oh, they're actually not cold at all. That's just them.
1: And if you don't know, just say, you don't know. Yeah. Don't make, don't make shit up. Like, like be like, okay, I don't know. Like But be like, and here's how I would try to find out.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, a lot of it is just when you're in there talking with them after you've done the design test, it, they still if they see potential in you and you'd answered some things incorrect whatever that means they if they think that you're workable and you can work with them that goes a long way for instance at the gazillion test i forgot to answer one of the questions entirely and the creative director said i really liked your answer for this one and held it up and it was just blank and i was like fuck <laughs> <laughs> but we ended up just laughing about it and it ended up going okay you know so it's like but yeah sometimes they'll put you on the spot it just depends i've had I've had engineers present me a coding question and I was like, I'm not a programmer and they're like, Well, let's just talk through it anyways. So But it sounds like if you know programming stuff, I feel like you already got a leg up on a lot of people yep. who are applying for design jobs. Just keep your shit together, don't lie. Yeah. She also says she wanted to say thanks for recommending Diablo three as a game for her and her significant other to play. They've been playing it a ton. Do they say they're she? No.
2: Aubrey is also a man's name.
0: True. I've never met a man named Aubrey. But I suppose it could Regardless be Regardless of your your gender,
2: good luck. Good luck with your internship shit. Um, let's see. Audrey is always, pretty much always, a, a woman's name.
0: True. I've just never known an Aubrey that did not identify as a woman. Ever. Um, The most famous one being Aubrey Hepburn Uh, Audrey Hepburn It's Audrey Did I send her one of those like Wiener things where Wiener spelled weird No well (laughs) (laughs)
2: Only only if you've been saying Weemer your whole life (laughs) Oh man
0: Weemer schnitzel Uh, That's true I actually knew that too That's alright It's late it's not really that late but i i feel like it's almost friday it feels later well it's also the lighting in your apartment is just like the west wing arthur doesn't turn arthur always has lamps on he's never been an overhead light dude because fluorescent light is the goddamn worst whereas i have always been like how can i make my room look as much like walmart when i'm in it as possible (laughs) so that i never sleep That shit makes me want to (laughs) die yeah uh Will says when a developer or publisher goes out of business, who gets the money from future sales of that developer publishers catalog
1: holding company,
0: which may or may not go to creditors. Yeah. Yeah, Which employees may be part of a class. If it goes to, if it's bankrupt, then yeah, you get, you get, uh, insured creditors first, then uninsured creditors second, then it's like employees. And then I'm not sure. So Yeah. That's assuming their game still gets to sell, but he does bring up Telltale, so yeah. I've, if Telltale games will still be listed for sale, I don't They're know. Not of currently,
1: though, right? All they? that money is probably going to fighting their own employees in lawsuits, which is, yeah, yeah, which is the fucking
0: <laughs> yeah. I was told our CEO for our first uh, bankruptcy court thing, he didn't even show up, so it's a real dick mouth. Anyways. Uh, Hello, Rebel FM, formerly of the Geekbox Podcasting Network. <laughs> were we part of the Geekbox
2: Podcasting Network?
0: I don't know if we were. I don't think we ever were. Uh, he says Independence about... since day one. Yeah, but this is Zach, and he always writes in and says, he likes to write in all the time and be like, hello, uh, whatever the one-up sports show is called. He just <laughs> always calls us whatever. Uh, about 50% of why I'm buying Assassin's Creed Odyssey is because I really want to run out around ancient Greece back in the day. With the amount of research we have about life in historic times, why aren't more games set in the realistic past?
2: Because it's not fun.
0: Well, I suppose it
2: could be. But I yeah. wouldn't consider Odyssey realistic. Maybe some of the architecture it attempts, and stuff. I mean, it attempts to be authentic,
0: hmm. uh,
2: but it's not realistic. Also... The amount of money and time that went into Odyssey is orders of magnitude larger than most other games
0: could could be. Yeah, I'm trying to think of games that try and still handle authenticity without necessarily being photoreal.
1: What was the Xbox One launch game where you played Rise? Rise. Yeah, yeah, that game
0: was certainly not realistic, but yeah, they tried to be photoreal. Yeah,
1: like, um, but yeah,
0: I feel like I feel like you get closer to like realism in probably more simulation games but I don't know if they yeah they don't necessarily hit upon like historic realism yeah it's an ambitious thing to try and do to try and make it both realistic
2: yeah I mean in Odyssey definitely isn't that um, I don't know like I feel like that's more of like a PC space kind of thing because people just do more esoteric shit on PC Although, yeah
0: like there was that one what was that like Czechoslovakian game that, was, that tried to be a little bit more for the like Gamer Gator
2: director yeah
0: that tried to be but then I'm saying that they build it as trying to be more historically right. like whatever but which
2: it wasn't but that's how they tried to sell
1: it yeah, yeah. like Assassin's Creed is very fantastical whereas yeah. those games are like you swing a sword slowly at someone yeah <laughs> so you got wounded now you're gonna die of
2: like infection
0: yeah yeah that's just it I think the the closer you get to trying to make it quote realistic You just have to have so many complex systems, and that's going to easily outscope a small developer's ability to do those things, you know? Um, Like, I feel like a studio like Rockstar could do something like that on that level, but then it would be, like, in a linear game. Yeah. Like, it would be not an open world, because they just have to, like, shrink it down to be, like, all these systems can affect it, but it's, like, this is the path. I don't know. Yeah. Jacob says, "In your opinions, what knowledge and information should someone have before critiquing a movie, book, or video game?" I think he's bringing this up because some people are like, "That person shouldn't be talking about games. They don't, you know." It's like,
2: "I, I it depends on the outlet and what the point of the review is." But Were
1: you specifically talking
0: review. Is that what? Well, he just says, "What knowledge and information should I have before critiquing a movie, book, or video, video game?" critiquing is often of what a video game review is
1: yeah um, i think
0: like if you're writing critical theory
2: about games than or movies or books then i think that the amount of knowledge that you need to have on what critical theory is regarding those genres is much more important yeah um like if you're trying to put them within broader sort of cultural context yeah or sort of sociological context and that like increases the burden on you to have a background in those things um like marks and Lacan and shit like that yeah but if you're just talking about like what your experience is and the thing that you are most obligated to understand is your opinions and what you like and why you like those things
0: yeah i mean i've gotten it's kind of like with feedback of when we've like been giving something that we've been working on in the game Sometimes I get someone who's, like, I can tell, like, I'm like, oh, you've played 2,000 hours of Diablo 3. You know what you're doing. I get your feedback, and I'm like, okay. And then I get it from the person who's like, I only can play games with a mouse. I don't have use of my left hand. This is how I play. And I'm like, their critique is totally different. Still totally valid for their experience, you know? And it's like, yeah, they may not be as, like, crazy about the combos and stuff, but I'm like, okay, but... I'm also making a game for you, so it's actually really useful for me. So I feel like to speak to your experience with it is the biggest thing. I don't know. I feel like that's one of the hardest things people have a hard time with reviews is that you're often reading someone's experience with the game.
2: But not. I think very few people are actually good about explaining or sort of breaking down their experience with a thing and sort of understanding why they felt the way they felt.
0: Yeah. And too
2: many people have a bad habit of telling you how you're going to feel about it. That's, that's like the number one sort of faux pas in my mind is like telling people the kind of experience that they will have, unless it's something very objective. It's like, this will kill you. Right. Like that is objective. Whereas like you will hate it or it's, it will be hard for you to enjoy thing when thing happens. Like that's not something that
0: you can speak to. Right. Um, yes, I've seen those things done before. Um,
2: but i don't know if you want to sort of be more astute about mechanics like for game if we're talking about games in particular like the ways that story works or like progression works or mechanics work you should play a lot of games and try to understand those things and how they
0: function before right. you talk about them it's like just like if i was reviewing a movie i would talk about the things i enjoyed about the movie which for me would be like maybe not the cinematography i'd just be talking about story beats and stuff like that because that's what really resonates with me whereas someone like james who has more experience with shooting and how things are made he might be like man i could really i was really blown away at the production level cuz i could tell this fucking thing would be really challenging to do and they fucking knocked it
1: out of the park yeah i you mean so, sometimes that stuff is is relatively obvious like it's you look like at a movie like um Blade Runner. Blade, like Blade Runner, for example, though, but like it's just like you would be like, oh, the cinematography in that movie is fucking impressive.
2: And there are movies
1: but, where like the cinematography makes them entirely
2: better than they have any
0: right to be. But the thing is, is that I don't think I would pick up on it in this it all the same way as you because I would just be like, it was visually impressive. That's how it comes across right. to me because I don't have the language or the understanding sure. of it to say yeah. the thing.
1: But yeah, and then there's there's smaller things like um manic. And, like, there's just a lot of small things they do in that show that are just incredibly impressive to me. Um, like, the example of a of a movie
2: I watched where the director of photography elevated it way beyond wh- anywhere where it should have been was a movie called The Judge. Which oh, has exactly. uh, Robert Duvall and Robert Downey Jr. in it. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, kind of a boilerplate, like... Courtroom... Oh, yeah. I
1: have, no, yeah. I yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. So...
2: Whatever, like, you see the trailer for that movie, whatever, it looks like a sort of, like, drama with funny parts. The director of photography is Spielberg's director of photography, (laughs) and it looks like Spielberg's director of photography, and it's just, like, it's so fucking sumptuous and well shot the whole time. You're like, this movie is orders of magnitude more interesting to watch than it would be with almost anyone else doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's good to know those kinds of things, whether
1: it's about games or, but you can do that across many things. It's good to consume, I think, a wide breadth of things if you can to get, cause then you have broader understanding of maybe the the thing that you're focused on. Hello humans. What do you think
0: of destiny two being the ultimate second screen experience? One screen for destiny and one screen for Reddit. If you ever want to do anything in the end game. Also, why is the UI for bounties a downgrade from any MMO made in the last fifteen years? Bounties. I don't think Destiny is unique
2: in that. I feel like every Bethesda game says hello
0: about being a second screen game. Yeah.
1: Like, is this this from Henry? Wow. So we're playing on PC, and I think that it's that game is a console focused uh, shooter. So, I think the, the the menuing could be better on PC, but since it's unified across all all the platforms that they Yeah, it could be better. It's not great. I've never
0: uh I don't know if I've ever had a second screen game. I don't know if I've ever done
1: that. I, I played a game while TV shows on or something. I can I I, can't I, I do one thing at a time. Yeah. I I I'll watch I'll leave Dota on in the background, but it's usually muted. Oh. And I'll and then I'll then I'll usually just like look over every once in a while
2: i also hate what destiny has done to the uis of every other game how everybody used like so many people the, are the, the, they're use they're the sucking, stick like,
0: as a mouse cursor yeah
2: god damn like origins and odyssey both do that shit and i hate it so much yeah
0: uh all right a couple more Devin says, it's that time of year again. While fall releases are still getting pushed, I don't feel like there's a lot left with everything moving out of the way of Red Dead. The only one I can come up with is Darksiders 3.
2: Hitman. Battlefield.
0: No, he's saying pushed.
2: Oh, not coming stuff, out. Other stuff not coming out? Um, Pretty sure Battlefield is going to come out, although, shit, I didn't expect it to get delayed a month. So Originally, yeah. Battlefield was supposed to be out in like a week and a half,
1: I yeah. think. There, that and... Uh... Bobo were coming out against each other, pretty much.
0: The only games I can feel like that probably could get kicked that I haven't heard of is any game that I would look on Amazon and it would say December 25th or something, you know, or December 31st, 2018. It's like probably not going to come out. But yeah, I don't know. Nothing comes to mind. I thought maybe you guys might have some great revelations. I, I already
2: feel like people complain about there being too many games this fall. I don't think that there are too many games this no. fall. I feel no, like I feel
0: like there's
1: too many games in February now. Yeah, That's what I feel like. I, I, I think that... Mm, there are a lot of games that take up a lot of time that are coming out. Yeah. But they're not a ton, like uh, just a metric ton of games. Two years ago, I think, was the year that was. 2016. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, there was a
2: lot going on that year. And even last year, I feel like, felt a little more crowded
1: than this year does. But the fact that, like, I don't care about AC anymore, that, like, helps. Help. Yeah, helps being like, ah, well, I can kind of take a take what I want. It's good that they're taking a year off next year. Yeah, oh, like, they I don't are. think. Yeah,
0: huh?
2: They, they. I think that they said on an investor call or something that there won't be an Assassin's Creed in 2019. Interesting. Which makes sense to me if they're going to try to launch Watchdogs and mm-hmm. also cross Skull and Bones or whatever the fuck. And has they're to come also out eventually. going to have the division, so there's going to be those games rolling. And Splinter Cell will probably be a thing eventually there's a splinter cell reference in assassin's creed odyssey
0: yeah and they've done references with all their other games so yeah yeah let's put sam fisher in rainbow six siege already cross Mm paws. i've already thought about what how his operator could play so yeah yeah he'd be an attack operator for sure yeah what if it was briggs instead from splinter cell Conviction, or uh, uh, which one
2: from the last one? Yeah, Blacklist, Blacklist. Yeah, yeah, Riggs it could be Riggs. Was the other dude
0: that you played in, in co op, yeah, sure. They had all the same abilities, um, except Riggs was just nicer. Justin writes in and says, Can you ask Arthur? I don't know, I think he might have gotten us mixed up, but he says, Unless maybe not, can you ask Arthur to recommend any books that have capital ship combat, like the Nyland Halo books? I haven't been able to find any that do it as well, and I love anything with big capital ships.
1: Um, Ancillary Justice. Does that have it? It sounds likely. Or uh, Old Man's War. Scalzi's stuff. Scalzi's stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to think. A lot of it is infantry stuff. Well, I don't even think it has
0: to be Halo. I think he just wants books with big capital ships. No, that's what what we're talking about. Okay, yeah, like
2: military sci-fi is not. So much my thing. I
0: yeah. will say that they are no longer canonical. But if you have a if you have a Kindle, you can buy all of them for fifty bucks. The Rogue Squadron books are quite good at that. They are yeah. obviously about X Wing pilots, but they involve a lot of crazy gigantic yeah. fleet capital yeah. ship
1: battles. I will say nylon stuff in Reach and everything, though like it give you a real sense of what it well, what it's like to be in space like we're reading the most recent one mm-hmm. and even that like i kind of lose the plot on like what everything is what's happening mm-hmm. like nyland was ultra clear at, in a way that like still left room for imagination and everything but it was just like super cool yeah hmm. um there are books com-
2: coming out that i'm interested in but nothing like that
0: yeah, it's a very specific sort of naval combat. Yeah. Way of naval space combat, it. yeah. Yeah. Um Last one is from Jared. He says, "Do you guys ever find yourself buying too many games that you'll never play or barely touch? I'm a somewhat new PC gamer." Mhm. I feel like it's much easier to do this with a computer with Steam sales, Humble Bundle, etc. How do I stop? Not anymore. You you don't buy the ton of stuff anymore? I don't buy stuff that I don't plan on playing more or less immediately. Yeah, that's how I've been at least I used to be when I first left IGN, I kept up with buying everything when it came out just to like keep up. Mm-hmm. And I've slowed on that way harder now that I found like basically my my meat and potatoes games. Yeah. That, like kinda sustain me. And then I occasionally try things like that drone game. But those are like those are like, you know, I go and have an ice cream sundae, and then I come back to my meat and potatoes. Yeah.
1: I just don't have time. Yeah, I just look at it realistically. I will never play this. Yeah. like, And man. by the time I don't have time when people say, oh, you play Dota. I was like, yeah, I, I don't have time because I want to play games with my friends. And the, game, friend, the games my friends are playing, I want to play with them. I will say this. I, I realized
0: my own sort of hypocrisy as I was saying this, that the one place I still do this is with my Switch. I still regularly buy Switch things and then...
2: Yeah, and I like I really wish you'd stop doing that. I wish <laughs> yeah. everybody with a Switch would stop I doing do. that. I, I do but I guess well. it's it's kind of
0: like the indie
2: charity initiative, which is like if somebody like, takes the time to put their game on Switch, people are going to buy it whether they play it or not. Yeah. Uh, although that's... The, the glut is hitting the eShop now.
0: Like, yeah. I own like 20 Switch games and I've only played a lot of three of them. Yeah, I just...
2: There, there are developers listening, and, and I'm sure that this will make them sad to say, but I think that you should stop buying games unless you plan on playing that game immediately. Like, the idea of a backlog is ridiculous. M- most people like don't play their backlogs, like, and honestly, their Steam sales so many times a year that you might as well just wait and buy a game and play it, as opposed to like stocking up. It's not. It's never going to be the winter where you <laughs> yeah. run out of games to play, like. I
0: was going to say, yeah,
1: there's no more slow periods. No. Yep.
0: I know. I never bought Spider-Man and I'm like, will I someday get to that? I hope so. But I, just, I'm sure I, that
2: there'll be a sale on black Friday. Yeah. I have also can. never played God of war.
0: That's one I've been. Yeah. To no, no I
2: that think that point. like that's and both of those games are long. Like that's maybe
0: 2am extra life.
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll try and do some of that or something. I've, I mean, yeah, I've got both of them so you could do that. But um,
0: speaking of which we're planning on doing extra life. I guess we are. At some point. Yeah. No, I mean, it's November 3rd? Yeah, we were just debating whether we're going to do it on the day of Extra Life or the week before. So that we don't compete with your kind of funny dollars. And you can just give them to us. Or your giant bomb money, as the case may be. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or Rooster Teeth. Or Rooster Teeth or everybody else who's doing it that is... Astronomically bigger than us. I mean, yes. Except in your hearts. So... (laughs) Actually, I'm I'm still always surprised by the amount of people that listen to the show. Not only because I look at the numbers, but just because, uh, just I I, the thing is, is about our show is that uh, quite a few people listen to it that don't aren't involved in the industry, but we have a lot of people that actually work in games that listen to the show. Yes, composer from Blizzard, like just all kinds of people all the time. Actors, yeah. Indie devs, yeah. They always just they never stop surprising me, so. My boss.
2: Hello, Sean. Thanks for listening. Um There was a more email that someone sent
0: in that it's like a friend of yours sent in. Ah, uh, yes, Morgan. Yes, I didn't print it out because I wasn't sure if you'd want me to read it. Don't say their name
2: because they ask a question about things that I don't want them to get in trouble he, he, for. He just, he just did. You said their first name, not their... Yeah.
0: Uh... Hey, I was hoping to get Arthur's take on the newest Escapist relaunch... Since you're someone who helped build a site that never shied away from talking about games in a cultural and political context, I'm curious how you feel about escapist credo that politics will be left out of its content. Since, quote, everything is politics, including games and the way they're made, I don't love the idea of ignoring this as a rule. I'm also curious if this led you to leave out some talking points for Odyssey that you would have explored if, say, you reviewed it for Polygon.
2: Um, I'll answer the second part first. No. The thing that made me leave out things I might have talked about at Polygon was a word count. Like, I wanted to keep it below 1500 Like, that was the goal. Um, because I think they're, they might do print runs of it or something. Like, they're calling it a magazine, and I think that they want to, like, lay it out like it was going to be printed. Uh, so that prevented me from going as into depth as on some things as I might have otherwise. Also, I feel like I did slip in some discussions of gender there. Like I talked about their, the grease of Assassin's Creed Odyssey being extremely queer, like in sort of like justifiably and historically accurately. So, um, but also it's just nice to see that kind of representation. Um, I'm not going to tell the escapist how to run their site. I don't, I don't see how you keep discussions of politics out of anything, and treat them seriously. Like I think that a discussion of politics is inevitable, whether like, and I'm not talking about like Republican or Democratic politics. I just think that like politics is increasingly being used as a a means of understanding the world, like everything I I am a believer in the fact that everything is politics like I don't think I think politics is inescapable I think that the moment we're in like everything is a product of its politics and I think to that it's I don't know that it's even worth discussing like whether it's folly or not to say that because I don't think that you can do it like unless you're a press release I don't think that you can escape talking about politics
0: you probably can't even in a press release probably
2: bleed in I'm I'm sure that the escapist wouldn't like run an editorial that I pitched on like this sort of cowardly politics of Far Cry Five or something, because that is more sort of overtly explicitly political to the exclusion of anything else. Like that seems like something they wouldn't publish. But I don't I don't. I wrote the review that I wanted to write with the amount of words that I had and the time that I had spent with the game. And that didn't, whatever the escapist is or was that did not affect the way that I wrote that review. I don't think that review is like materially different in sort of style than my polygon stuff, except there was slightly less table setting at the beginning and the conclusion wasn't as conclusive as it would have been on polygon to sort of like sit ahead of a score. Um, So I didn't, I I wondered about that before I took that assignment, but I didn't it didn't change the review I wrote. There was no discussion of any any content in the review being inappropriate. So, there you go. And I wish them all the luck in the world in making that site a success because it's a hard time to run a video game website.
0: Yeah. Yeah, every time I every time I hear about anything starting, even back when Giant Bomb was starting, I was like, oh, fucking good luck." So they had the benefit of just being a couple people, like, and then three people, and then four people. Yeah, and they found a good business model for them that works. But yeah, yeah. it's 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 fucking tough. Um, yeah, it's eat letters, eat sleep game.com to just send in your own letters as all these people did. We may not get to them in that week, but we tend to roll them. I, I went through a bunch of backlog ones and tried to pick stuff. If your letter didn't get picked, it's because you weren't good enough. I'm just kidding. You're not. That's not true at all. Jesus, that's not true at all. You're all perfectly fine. It's mostly that it's if we were recording at three in the afternoon, we could do giant bomb length, fucking you know, like let's just keep it rolling. Yeah, just two keep and a half going. hours. Keep yeah. it going. Yeah, exactly. We used to do that. Those days are over. But we try and record we're all for you, tired, and get you what we normally, can. Normally, so I'd, I would normally be getting. Uh, I like have, showered and into bed uh, I still have like an hour okay this is where I'll be winding down um, yeah by the time I get home my wife will very likely be in bed so yeah. uh, thanks for listening though you can find us on the internet on twitter I'm at Chuff Money as well as twitch uh, Arthur's at aegis on twitter as well as twitch and if you go to uh, patreon.com slash aegis you can see this stuff that he's writing about and support him if you want what you write, what you writing about next
2: i don't know i need to be marginally less angry at the fucking world to write something on patreon but i should do something this weekend yeah, you could be angry and yeah writing. you could be angry and write. i think i might write something about how media is never going to fill the hole in your heart your heart so stop hoping for it to do that <laughs>
0: it may not it it may not fill it but what if you just like spackle over it and forget about it until the next time someone shoves the doorknob too hard against the wall and then you remember (gasps) there's even more structural damage (laughs) when that happens though yeah 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 toothpaste can't fill the hole over and over and over again yeah but it might trick your landlord yeah sure yeah it (laughs) it buys you some time (laughs) thanks world of warcraft uh you can also find Arthur's art that he posts on Instagram at PragMagic. And then you can find Matt on Twitter at Talking Orange. And then he's also Matt Chandonet on Twitch. He streams sometimes. And then James is uh, at James Faulkner on both the Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. And then if you ever see Twitch show up on Twitch, look the fuck out because James is watching you.
1: I don't think I've been ever doing anything. You got TwitchCon coming up. Yeah. I mean, yes. Also that's,
2: Twitch watches Pokemon, another Pokemon. That's been going on for like a month coming.
1: though, or like more than a month.
0: Yeah. I love popping into all those things. Twitch runs marathons of yeah. things. Mostly because I love seeing the memes that develop yep. off of marathon shows. I find it so fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like when like they cook along
1: with the, the Pokemon theme song. Or
0: like when like cooking things and someone will say like had the salt and people like fucking yes the salt yes the salt is coming down yeah, yeah. and they just like get so into it because they know the salt's always coming yeah it's just like seasoning yeah. it's it's hilarious just the things that people glom that's, onto uh,
1: yeah I, I put on yes I work uh, this is a company I work for yeah I don't this isn't a team that I work for this yeah is, they, they, this is a completely separate team but like that's the reason that watching watching with a large group is fun I never yeah and I never expected
0: that to be a different experience yeah uh, especially because. Sometimes like especially on like uh live streams uh that I've seen for like a rocket launch and stuff, it can be very toxic, mm-hmm. but this just ends up with like a good group of people who are all in it share it with like it is a it is a weird shared experience it's it's a it's a yeah. curious thing that i've never it's unlike anything I've ever seen yeah. memes develop in real time i mean that, that, the that was that's the whole like, Bob
1: ross thing is like yeah it's like what he you would look like he fucked up and everyone would happy be like,
0: accidents happy accidents
1: well no it, it was uh ruined, ruined ruined oh yeah 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 and then uh and then he would like fix it and they be like save save <laughs> exactly or, and then like gg all would all kind of it. pog faces <gasps> or or it was just like <laughs> gg it was too good and then
0: everyone would say back 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 <laughs> yeah yeah it's just it's amazing to see yeah um uh, so
1: yeah um anyways go
0: check out stuff james post some photos find some ones that you think are so shitty not even worth it and then post them and see that they're actually pretty awesome i'm trying to think when i don't have time to do that
2: yeah i'm doing inktober on instagram which you is
0: are? yeah what is that it's oh. where you do an ink, oh, ink drawing ink drawing every day okay i should tell my wife she has an instagram she never
1: posts People were doing a bunch of cool stuff this year.
0: Yeah, she did a really good Shastan Ewok costume the other day, inking that was quite good.
1: So. You should, uh. I think Mitch retweeted it. His, uh. Significant other is also doing it. And there's some really cute photos of them, or cute pictures of them. The little caricatures. Mitch. Wherever he is. Dead to us. Working on Mitch
0: Dyer's colon next game. Alright. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care of yourself. Do some self care. Yeah. Try some exercise. It might feel real good. Bye bye.